Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is the 444, Thursday, December 2nd. Coming up today on the show, we've got some hardware coming to Nashville in the form of a national award in the MLS. We will talk with Adam Vingen of The Athletic about Philip Forsberg's four-goal explosion on Tuesday night and what does it mean for the negotiations of his future contract. But we begin with Josh Ward from WNML talking Vols recruiting and a little Vol basketball as well. We are brought to you every single morning by the Kingston Group. BuildKG.com is the website. They are Nashville's locally owned custom home and remodeling firm, and they've been award-winning and successful in this market for over a decade for a reason, because you can trust them and because their process works. Go to the website, have a conversation, BuildKG.com. Just talk to the great people over at the Kingston Group. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. It is Thursday. Josh Ward from WNML is joining us, of course. You can follow him on the Twitters at Josh underscore Ward. I got a basketball question for you, Josh, in just a second. But wrapping up a 7-5 and five football season, heading into the early signing period here, Vols fans have to be feeling pretty good. Uh, what do you want to see from this coaching staff closing on the trail over the next couple of weeks? I think Tennessee needs to find some defensive help. Tennessee needs players that can come in and make plays on defense. That is what the defense is built on. Some guys were able to do it, but sometimes Tennessee's defense was vulnerable because they didn't have enough speed, didn't have enough athleticism. They need help in the secondary. They need help at linebacker. They need more big guys up front. So overall team speed and talent needs to be upgraded, but yeah, the defense did good things. And Matthew Butler helped lead a, a good um, defensive front that was able to create havoc. But when they didn't, the opposing team was able to create big plays. And that's what Tennessee is going to try to uh, try to fix moving forward. The offense is going to be fine. I, I'm not even going to worry as much about recruiting on the offensive side besides the offensive line. That's always going to be massively important, I guess, literally. Defensively, they need help on all levels. So defensive tackle, defensive end, inside linebacker, outside linebacker, corner and safety. Just those, right? On defense? Starters and uh, backups. Yes. Starters, starters and backups. All right. Well, let's, Besides that, though, they're covered already. <laughs> Other than that, they're great. College basketball. Listen, Tennessee, obviously, the, the loss to Villanova notwithstanding, they rebounded, no pun intended, against North Carolina the following day. What is the upside on this team? We've seen Kennedy Chandler's talent. We know how good he can be. There's, they're getting scoring from other places right now. Just – what are your early thoughts on how good this basketball team is for Rick Barnes? I think the upside is really high because the guard play can be really good and they can hit outside shots. Justin Powell, a guy that I wonder if he's a starter by the end of the year, he's going to play a lot of minutes. I don't know that that part matters, but he's a guy that can hit shots. Vescovi can hit shots and I think be more comfortable in the offense because of somebody like Kennedy Chandler. The thing we talked about all off season long, I think is real. Plus Zakai Ziegler, I think is a real threat for them off the bench. He can provide quality minutes, can be a spark plug. That's going to be a, a phrase I'm sure has been used. I'm sure it's a term that will be brought up again for Zakai Ziegler, but I think it's real. I do think Josiah Jordan-James is really important for this team and the number of things he can do. He's hurt again here early in the season. He can't catch a break. Uh, I hate it for him. I know people look at his shooting numbers. That's not what I look for from Josiah. I look for what he can do defensively. I look for his ability to play different positions. Uh, he's just he's he's a real player to me, and I think he's really important. And I think they have better depth up front. So this team, I think, can be really good. I think it has a really high ceiling. If it doesn't shoot well, it's going to be like a lot of teams. It can have a, a game where it's halftime and they're two of 13 behind the three-point line, and you're wondering what's going on, and can they get it fixed over the next 20 minutes? And if they don't, they're going to get knocked out. That happens a lot. But 
Uh, I, I still don't think the floor is as low. Like last year's team could look really bad if they couldn't get playmaking going. Yeah, they have enough yeah. guys because Kennedy Chandler is on the team and other players can be more comfortable in their roles, I think, to have more playmakers within the offense. Josh, always a pleasure, man. We love talking with you. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, we'll talk again next week. Thank you. You got it. Thank you. So Philip Forsberg scored four goals in the 6-0 win over Columbus for the Nashville Predators on Tuesday evening. It was a bounce back from the destruction that took place at the hands of the Colorado Avalanche 6-2 on Saturday. Historically, it's a pretty epic evening. Only the third time in Nashville Predators history that someone has scored four goals. Eric Nystrom, Rocco Grimaldi this calendar year, and now Philip Forsberg have done that. It was his eighth, if you include the postseason, career hat trick in a Nashville Predators uniform. Of course, the most in franchise history. Steve Sullivan has four. Colton Sissons has three, including the playoffs. Victor Arvidsson had three. He's also the fastest player in franchise history to get to 400 points, and he only needs 22 goals the rest of the season to become the all-time leading scorer in Predators franchise history, which, of course, makes the conversation about whether or not David Poyle and the organization is going to re-sign him all that much more complicated. Now, Adam Vingen of The Athletic, my co-host on the Gold Standard Podcast, wrote an article last Friday after Thanksgiving suggesting that the Nashville Predators should not re-sign Philip Forsberg. But after a scorching hot return to the lineup, including four goals on Tuesday evening, I had to ask Adam if, in fact, he's changed any of his opinions about the relationship between Philip Forsberg, the Nashville Predators, and his future contract. You know, I don't typically write after games, but when you write a column about how a player shouldn't be re-signed and then less than a week later, that player scores four goals in the game, <laughs> I think you have to respond to it. And, and, and what I wrote was that it just makes the conversation more complicated because, as you said, you know, if he plays like this, which of course, nobody is expecting him to score four goals a game. But if he continues to play like this, the price goes up. You know, perhaps the Predators can't match or don't want to match what what Philip is looking for. The trade value goes up if they're looking to move him. They stay in the playoff race, which is sort of what everything hinges on. You know, it, it does make it more complicated. I mean, the question with Forsberg, as it always is, is can he keep up this rate of production? And I use the example in the story of the start of the 2019-20 season. I believe it was nine goals in the first 12 games of the season, including one in each of the first four games, which is a franchise record for the longest season opening goal streak. In the remaining 51 games he played, he scored 12 goals. So that is what we know Philip Forsberg is. He's very streaky. And he could go the next 10 games without scoring. I mean, we've, we've seen that happen. So it was great to see. I think Mikhail Granlund deserves a hell of a lot of credit. Um, another excellent game from him, four assists, all four of which are primary assists. Um, so he directly assisted on Phillips' four goals. That was Adam Vingen of The Athletic, a cut from the Gold Standard podcast. Of course, go listen to the entirety of that episode as we break down all of this great stuff. By the way, four primary assists on another player's four goals in a game has only happened three times in 40 years. So what Mikhail Granlund is accomplishing, uh, pretty astonishing stuff along with Philip Forsberg on Tuesday. Um, as it pertains to production, you now have three Nashville Predators forwards, Mikhail Granlund with 25 points in 22 games, Matt Duchesne with 24 points in 22 games, and Philip Forsberg with 15 points in 13 games, all above a point-per-game average 
and we are over a quarter of the way through the season. I don't have any record books in front of me, but that seems like an insane statistic for three different Predators forwards to be. Now, the question around Philip Forsberg, which we talked a lot about on the episode, so go check that out. I, I don't think it changes anything. I don't think him scoring a boatload of goals changes anything. The deadline is not till March 21st, the trade deadline, so you don't have to make any decisions until then, in which point you may be out of the playoffs or securely in the playoffs. Either way, the price for Philip Forsberg could go up over the course of the next four months, and if it does, you have to trade him. You cannot afford an 8 or $9 million player. Again, you cannot afford a third one of them that may or may not live up to the contract, that deals with injuries, that is very streaky. He is a great player, arguably the greatest forward that the Nashville Predators have ever developed or ever had. He's easily the most talented offensive forward that this team has probably ever had, and I'm not counting like one great year of Paul Correa. But you cannot afford another albatross of a contract. You cannot afford him to age out of a really expensive contract. It just isn't the right move for the direction of this franchise. I don't think him scoring four goals is going to change any of that. It was an awesome evening. It was an incredible night. He's on a tear, and enjoy Philip Forsberg when he goes on these tears because he's spectacular. He can take over games unlike any other Predator player ever has been able to. But do not tell me that he's worth $9 million a year for eight years because this organization cannot afford to commit to that type of a contract. If you'd like a full conversation of all of this stuff and hear a lot more from Adam Vingan talking about hat tricks and why we throw our hats on the ice and what we should do with fang fingers, all of that great stuff, as well as UC Soros' usage rate, make sure you check out the Gold Standard Podcast everywhere podcasts are found. Some individual hardware has returned to Nashville, Tennessee, as Major League Soccer announced on Wednesday that Nashville SC center back Walker Zimmerman has been named the 2021 MLS Defender of the Year. He's now won the award in back-to-back seasons both years he has been a defender for Nashville SC. He becomes just the third player in league history and the first in more than a decade to do that, to win it in back-to-back seasons. He helped, of course, anchor a Nashville SC defense that was tied for best in MLS with the goals against average of under one and, of course, led the team to the postseason for the second consecutive season. And I won't go into all of the details. You can go dig into those for yourself. But Mike Jacobs, the general manager for Nashville SC, acquiring Walker Zimmerman for the cost and the price that he did should probably be considered an absolute felony. He is probably wanted in Los Angeles getting Walker Zimmerman for the price that he did from LAFC. He's been the captain of the U.S. men's national team. He's an absolute monster dominating the air in both boxes on offense and defense. He's a set-piece machine on defense. And frankly, the guy is clearly the best defender in the MLS two years in a row. And you basically got him for peanuts and a six-pack. Again, congratulations to Walker Zimmerman and Nashville SC. The 440 is brought to you by the Kingston Group, Nashville's locally owned custom home and remodeling firm. They are award-winning for a reason. Their process has been successful over 10 years for a reason. And, of course, my family uses them for a reason. Buildkg.com is the website. Check it out. Give them a call. Just have a conversation. The Kingston Group. Thank you guys all for listening. Of course, make sure you check out the Fringe Element podcast with Stephen Godfrey, myself, Aaron Dugan. Dari Noka was a guest on that show this week. He had a lot of spicy things to say. Of course, Club and Country, Football and Other F-Words, Music City Audible, Vandy Sports Pod, Lamestream Sports coming up on Friday. We have a very special and unique guest for you guys as well. So make sure you're tuned into all the great shows from the 440 Sports Network. My name is Braden Gall. You can follow me on Twitter at Braden Gall. Rate, review, subscribe, share the product. We do appreciate it. This has been the 440 for Thursday, December 2nd. The 440 is a production of 440 Media, written and produced by Braden Gall, music by William Tyler. 